0: I wish I could read this. Lovely. Oh, I wrote, I love the hysteria. Yeah, and I loved all of the hysteria. Yeah, the
1: hysteria. The, the
0: exaggerated roles, especially the mom. I just loved how batshit the mom was. Hi, I'm Liza. I'm the sewing one. Hi, I'm Megan. I'm the writing one. And you are listening to There's No Thread. Where's the iron? Can mice some birds sew? So, oh, no. Don't, don't cut out that dress. Where's the iron? Oh, my God, I'm sweating. Where's the iron? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: muslin. That. Is that what she needs Today we are going to talk about Carrie, the 1976 Brian De Palma film where she sews a prom dress. We're going to talk about the prom dress. And the costume designer was Rosanna Norton. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> We're not going to forget the costume designer. Not like last time. Not like any old time. <laughs> so uh, Rosanna Norton also did costume design for Tron and Airplane. Oh my gosh. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yes. Um, Tron all about the costumes.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Airplane not so much, but yeah. amazing. <laughs> Screenplay by Lawrence D. Cohen, book by Stephen King, written in 1974. I feel like you're going
0: to have so much great material and we've not even barely started.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um have you ever read the book, Carrie? I haven't. Uh I did. I read it in high school. I read like all of Stephen King in high school, which that tra- I, I that think tracks. Most, most high schoolers. <laughs> A certain type of voice Quiller does. (laughs) It's a really quick book. I thought about reading it again before this, but then I was like, no, we're talking about the movie. We're not talking about the book.
0: No, but it's cool because when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I wish I had read the book because I love seeing how much more fleshed out books are than movies because I'm sure there's so much like internal stuff and things going on with her that you kind of don't see in the movie. There is more, but it is a pretty short book. Yeah.
1: Um, And this is a great movie, I thought. Like I was watching it and kind of like... Is this an art film? (laughs) I I mean, I guess it is, sort of. It's, you know, Brian De Palma. There's that scene where they're in a classroom and they're reading a poem that Tommy is supposed to have written. Yeah. And we see his face in the foreground, really large but the action is all behind him. I know the exact shot you're
0: talking about. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it was just still on Tommy's face with her reaction behind it. It was so great. It was,
1: yeah, Yeah. just really beautiful. Uh, Will you please go through the cast list? Yes. And tell us, like,
0: who is doing what, and you don't have to do them all, just do your highlights. Sissy Spacek um, plays Carrie White. She's obviously the main character um, playing Carrie. Uh, We know Sissy Spacek from a My personal favorite film, Coal Miner's Daughter. I've never seen that. (laughs) Really? Do they sew in it? I don't remember. (laughs) You know, I don't remember anything. (laughs) I would love to rewatch it because the plot is like a 15-year-old that marries Tommy Lee Jones, and I don't know if it really, like, uh, carries well in in present-day society, but I loved it when I was, like, 12. Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, I'm sorry. I always confuse him with Tommy Lee. Yeah. Also. Not the same
1: guy. Also not a good idea to marry when you're 15. (laughs) Don't marry Tommy Lee either. Okay, so then we have Piper Laurie who plays Margaret.
0: Margaret, her mom. Amy Irving plays Sue Snell, who is um, really interesting because at first I thought she was trying to play a trick on Carrie um, by having her boyfriend take her to the prom. But then as it went on, I was like, oh, wait, no, she's actually trying to do something nice. Yeah, And obviously that becomes clear later in the plot. but
1: And the gym teacher also thinks she's trying to play a trick. It really rang true that every time somebody does something nice for her, she doesn't trust them. And the teachers don't trust it either. Yeah. Like that was very realistic that they're yeah. like, uh-uh, something's up here. Yes. This that w- is not normal
0: for you, all of you in your social world. Something's right. up. And it was also realistic that the Tommy and what's-her-name couple were were kind of nice and trying to be altruistic because I I feel like in high school hierarchies like you always have somebody who kind of like knows they're a bad they're in the bad girl they're group kind of above it but they're kind of above it and you can tell she's like scholarly and like n- not petty and you know she and Tommy are like kind of nice people they have a good relationship they have a good relationship <laughs> she hasn't been slapped today cool fact about
1: Amy Irving that I found when I was looking into this Amy Irving who did the character of Sue Snell, she does the singing voice for Jessica Rabbit and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. No way. Yeah, you know that song. I mean, you can picture that moment of Jessica Rabbit singing, and that's Amy that's Irving. That's Amy Irving singing.
0: <laughs> Isn't that cool? I when I saw her face, I was like, I think she's famous, but I don't know what else she's been in.
1: Yeah, like um, what was,
0: she must have been was she famous in the seventies and eighties? Amy Irving. I, uh, I recognize the name.
1: You know, I I had that same experience of looking at her and being like, oh, I've seen her a bunch, and then I kind of looked through her IMDb and was like have I'm not sure (laughs) yeah
0: I thought she was extremely creepy at first too I was like oh this girl's a bad girl I will say that like the movie was so awesome in the way that it was just like all these women and like the opening scene with the period and stuff I was like this is insanity yeah um Part of me was like, oh, is this what what men think it's like when women get their periods? I mean, just start
1: screaming. It is is really kind of wild that from there's the volleyball
0: scene and then the locker room scene. You don't see a man until the principal, maybe? Yes, until the principal. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, kind of. I mean, it's 1976 too. I was like, how many movies had uh, all these women in the movie, let alone a horror film? Yeah. Um, but of course, it's like the moment you see women alone, they're also like high schoolers <laughs> in the shower, like this. These long pans, just such a male gaze. It would totally not be appropriate now. I know, it, it, and it's and it's beautiful. It's kind yeah. of beautiful. It's like kind all of beautiful. The steam and stuff. Okay, so um, Amy Irving as Sue Snell, Will Cat as Tommy Ross. Um oh he was really good. I thought he was so
1: good. He was so like just chill, like he wasn't upset about the teacher making fun of his poem. Yeah. Or his girlfriend badgering him to take out some weird
0: girl and much like None of it. yeah, and much like the um Sue Snell character, I thought he was gonna be really bad at first and then he, he wasn't. He was just he was just, just trying just to do something nice. Yeah. Or um, just make he was just trying to like make all the women in his life happy. yeah <laughs> Yeah, he was totally cute. I would have totally had a crush on him in high school. Oh, <clears throat> man. Was it
1: wild to you how, like, good everybody looked? Yeah. I mean, if this movie had been filmed in the 80s, everyone would have looked awful. But somehow, like, I know that says more about us now in the current era looking back in the 70s that we think it looks good. Yeah. But, like, everybody looked good.
0: Everybody looked Nobody's so Nobody's hair good. looked terrible. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, and then we have John Travolta as Billy Nolan. When he showed up on screen, I had this moment where I was like, what's John Travolta doing here? <laughs> like, I, I was confused. I forgot he was an actor, and, and I just, like, was like, why is he in this scene? I what like, did you think he was? I don't know. I was just really alarmed that he was in the movie. I didn't know he was going to show up. <laughs> the scenes between him and that girl were so off-putting. Oh, my God. That girl. Okay, say what her name is, and then we'll talk okay. about
1: it. Uh, wait. She was Nancy Allen as, she was, well, her character name was Chris. Oh, Chris,
0: that's right. Oh, wait. I thought Chris was the other girl.
1: No, Chris was the girlfriend of John Travolta. Okay, got
0: it. Chris was the one who pulls the. Yeah, Chris is the one that does the whole,
1: okay. Yeah. Like, she gets slapped three times in one day in this movie. Yeah, we were watching it, and I was just like, bummer day, man. Yeah. Like, she got slapped that second time in the car, and I
0: was like, two slaps in one day, and then she got another slap. Yes. And, and totally unfazed. Like, it just seems natural yeah. that this girl's going to get slapped at a different time. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she was, uh, a, <laughs> she was such a bitch. I know. <laughs> God. <laughs> what, a, what a match made in villain heaven, her and the John Travolta character. I... Um, and, and they're like romantic scene. There was a moment in that scene with that in that scene with them in the car where I was like, "Oh, this is kind of like a cute back and forth." And then it was like, "Oh, slap!" And then it was like, and yeah. then it ends in a blowjob. And you're like, "Oh, isn't this like every guy's fantasy? You can just like slap a girl a couple times and then get a BJ as the scene rolls on." Like, this- <laughs> well, she manipulates you into yeah. doing a crime. Yeah. Um, okay, so she was fascinating. And then so that's Nancy Allen as Chris, and then Betty Buckley as Miss Collins, who I loved. Yes. When she's disciplining all the all the girls, all the girls just being bitches from hell, I was like, "You are the reason that people survive high school." <laughs> all right. And then um PJ Souls as Norma. She's the one with the red hat. Got it. Yeah. Um and then Priscilla Pointer as Eleanor Snell. That is Amy Irvin's real mom. No way. Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. Sydney Lasick as Mr. From. Why am I blanking on who that is? Uh, that's probably the principal. Well, no, or the teacher. Stefan Jurassic is Principal Morton. Oh, uh, you can leave. Yeah, the, the rest of the people, people don't matter. matter. So yeah,
1: there's our cast. <laughs> I really loved that moment where it led that, like we we're saying, that you don't see a man for so long, and then the very first man we see is the principal, and he's so distracted during that whole scene by the blood on the gym teacher's shorts. Yeah, like it's, he it just. I know. I loved that. He was like just almost paralyzed by this whole situation. And couldn't tear his eyes off the blood. And, and just... she,
0: like, doesn't even notice and is yeah. just co- continuing to deal with the problem at hand. Yeah. I also, like, I had this moment when they had Carrie in the shower and they are throwing tampons and pads at her where I'm like, don't waste those. Like, I seriously do. <laughs> like, in my, like, whole life, I have spent so many moments running out of tampons and pads it never changes and so to see them like just haphazardly throwing them at her yeah I was like give me those give me well this. and they're just there in the gym I mean yeah I guess that's a different time too Liz. we and never had anything
1: like Jim that just talk- actually I wrote this down as a special note to bring up
0: they're changing and taking showers after gym class that never happens. Okay, actually, Jason made a comment about that. He was like he said something about taking showers after PE like it was normal, and I said nobody does that. And he was like, well, "We did it." So he went to school in California. I think it's a California thing. And I was oh. like, "Nobody does that. Like that's weird." And he was like, "I mean, I took showers after P.E., you're sweaty, you have to take a shower. And I was like, no, you just stay sweaty for the rest of the day when you have P.E.
1: Yeah, and I was trying to remember, like, if we had a uniform, like, because I remember we had to dress out, they called it dress out, Yeah. for oh, gym yeah. class. Yeah. And I was trying to remember if we had to dress out into a gym outfit that they provided, or if we had to bring our own clothing to dress out into.
0: No, we brought our own clothes,
1: I did. Because did yeah. I couldn't remember if they provided it, because I was trying to remember if, like, if that's, like, a Title IX thing, like, you have to make sure that everyone has access to physical education and, like... Including the clothing. Buying clothing yeah. can't be a barrier to you getting to participate in gym class, but can't really remember. I always
0: had, like, a duffel bag of clothes, but that was also because I had sports practice and stuff. Yeah. But it was also kind of a joke, because, like, unless you were having days where you had to play dodgeball, you were just going to walk around the track and, like, talk shit about people during PE class. Yeah.
1: It was not a getting sweaty <laughs> situation. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I thought
1: that was funny that, like, all these people are, like, full-on showering and changing and, like... (laughs) And the camera's just kind of, like, lingering on their bodies. Oh, you know, actually, um, weirdly, we are having a moment in television where um, we're seeing dong a lot more often. Oh, I know. So, like, I was thinking just when you were saying about panning across a locker room, I'm like, wait, I've
0: seen that recently, but it's dudes. Yeah. It's naked dudes. And it's so great. And it's also like, nobody wants to see that. But it's also <laughs> kind of great. It's kind of great. Like, have you been watching Minx? No, but I know I... You I should have, watch Minx. Yeah, I need to watch it. And a friend of mine just has a little guest star on it. So I, I do want to watch it. There's a whole
1: thing in Minx where she's like, you know, women just want the option to be able to see it. Totally. Whether no. they want to, you, you know, whether they like it, or they think it's amusing, or, you know, for whatever reason, it just should be available. Yeah. To see. No, I mean, Northman
0: was like advertised as a movie that's like a Viking movie with a fighting scene in it where their dongs are out. Naturally, I'm like holding out for this like sexy fight scene between Alexander Skarsgard and or whoever else is in the movie. It was kind of a letdown. Like you didn't see as much dong as you wanted. But I was also kind of like, did I want to see a lot of dong or is it just like silhouetted dong and like implication that I could see dong enough for me for this movie. Um, but on the whole, I love I love that it's happening because like just you know either yeah. we all show it or yeah. nobody shows it. And
1: also, once you see a whole bunch of them in one episode, you're kind of like, all right, cool. Yeah. And it must be nice it's for men now. too
0: to be like, okay, like oh, like that donkey. That a lot one of looks time. like that. Yeah. This one looks that like one this. That one looks like mine. That Because w- like even when I see boobies that look like mine, I'm like, there she is, girl, work it. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them are triple D's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay, let's set up the world of this movie. All right. So it's the 70s. It's present day for them. We don't ever learn where in the country it is,
0: but because it's written by Stephen King, we know it's Maine, right? Yes. <laughs> but I did love that. I was like, you New know, England, when you're writing stuff, there's always such a push to like, like place and specifics are so important. And I was watching it and I was like, God, I have no idea where they are. Um, And it's okay. I'm still like totally in this story. Yeah. It's like something I struggle with sometimes. Like where, where are we? Yeah. What street are we on? Oh, I'm always yeah asking and, you know, tall guys always like,
1: just stay in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But actually we do see a palm tree and there's a big mountain in the back of a lot of the shots. So it's clearly shot somewhere in Los Angeles ish. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't really matter. Like they all kind of have accents. Like, I mean, somewhat Southern, like I think Sissy Spacek was from Texas and just went with her natural Mm -hmm.
0: accent. Yeah. I wondered about that because she's like Southerner. yeah. Yeah.
1: Like none of them are playing a particular area. So it's just kind of like any town, USA.
0: <laughs> Great. It worked and it worked. I don't know. I would say it's the real world with some powers. Yeah. Yeah, I liked how, because, you know, I, I have a short a short fuse for, like, stuff like that. Yeah. She's not a superhero, so you're okay with it? Right, but her powers really worked with the real world, so I loved them. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is, this is great. It's, like, just enough that uh, yeah. I can stay in the story. I really
1: liked that she wasn't even really super in control of them, or maybe even doing it on purpose most of the time.
0: Yeah, it sort of felt like her powers were going through puberty, just like her. Like, she was figuring mm. out how, like, strong they were. They were coming on really hard. She couldn't control them. They are popping all over the place and you know she's kind of learning how to like be an adult with superpowers and as a result calamity ensues calamity oh did you come up with like an elevator pitch or a log line oh my gosh um it's not great um uh and i can't read it hold on uh oh okay an abused girl with telekinetic power starts to believe there's good in the world only to watch her joy burn to the ground Oh, I like it. That's yeah, better than I thought. When <laughs> um, I read it this morning, I was like, okay, I'll come back to this. And then I like had to do a million other things. So it's just fine. Yeah. All I thought was
1: girl gets period, goes to the prom. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much of a pitch as a, a true statement. These are my notes from when I was watching it last night.
0: Gentle listener, Liza is so good with her notes. She's so prepared for this podcast. It's just like our childhood. So you hadn't read it before. She's prepared and I'm just here. Um, Had you seen this before? I I had seen it, but again, I think it was like you guys were screening it when we were kids or something. I'd never seen it until a few
1: years ago, but I'd seen it like here in Los Angeles as an adult. My dad
0: was watching it. Not. Okay. Because I remember walking in and being like, this is not for me and not watching it. But I knew the story, so I must have seen it. But there were definitely key points I didn't remember, and I was basically like watching it for the first time. Um, so that's how all movies are with me. <laughs> Just trying; it's the first time, unless it's sound of music that I know every word.
1: Yeah, then you are practically in it. Then <laughs> I'm starring in it.
0: I watched it last night. Did you watch it last night? Oh yeah. Okay, good. After my like, like putting movies in between the movie we're talking about
1: oh yeah debacles i'm Don't like do that. i'm like i have to
0: watch this the last possible woman i can't like shove home alone two in between no <laughs> grinch and our recording you no know i will cut it <laughs> <And> i'm like <laughs> referencing things from different movies too. none of that let me ask you really quick was yes. the scene where she is making the dress that's the only scene we see that right that yeah there's okay just one scene we that. actually rewound it and jason was like is that it and i was like Wait, did we miss something? We went, at the end of the movie, we went back to be like, are there any other scenes where there's a dress?
1: Oh, that's super funny. Yeah. Oh, no, but there is a really funny scene where um, Sue has gotten Tommy to agree to t- to ask Carrie. And so Tommy goes and finds Carrie in the library, and she's got a bunch of books. Yes. And he's like, ooh, what you reading? And she's just like, a book. And then he's like, what's it about? And she says it's about sewing yes i know we we're both
0: like there it is it's coming
1: and it's a total lie because she's got a armful of books about like telekinesis and miracles yes but she's just like sewing what will a boy believe yeah what's uh m- what sounds normal sewing sewing i'm gonna go with sewing <laughs> like a normal person would read Yeah. yeah. a sewing book <laughs> sewing <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, so let's talk about, um, could carry. oh, wait, uh, just so we're, uh, all organized and stuff, uh, Megan, what gets sewn in this movie? <laughs> A prom dress. So the question is, could Carrie sew this prom dress? And she has, um, time, it's kind of always the issue, materials,
0: and then confidence. Mm, oh, confidence, yeah. not something she has, something you definitely need. First, I'm going to look at time. All right, so the dress. Do you want to describe it, or should I describe it? Um, I can describe it, and then you can correct me. All right, get in there. Um, It appears to be silk. Well, uh, or like a. Well, I'm not going to correct you. You say your thing. I'm going to say. Okay, cool. Um, I thought it was so modern and beautiful. It's like a silk slip dress um, with like a higher empire waist and like a triangle, kind of triangle booby. Booby swatches, um, that's not the right word, <laughs> but it's like very sexy, shows like a tiny bit of nip and then, um, has like a kind of this fitted down the waist and then sort of kind of opens at the bottom. It was, um, something I feel like people would wear now. It reminded me of like you, one of your, um, dresses that you would have made in high school or college. It seemed very timeless and modern and, and she looked stunning and yeah. Um, so yeah, just like a white silk, simple slip dress with an empire waist and, um, What do you call it when it's like basically just triangles or or like um, comes? I would just say it's a V neckline with spaghetti straps. V neckline with spaghetti straps. That's what I mean. mean, Triangle titties. What you're
1: saying with the triangle is correct. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's like the shape is very like almost bathing. I mean, it does make a triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Or bra like. Yeah. Um, Has a nice like lingerie feel. Yeah. But isn't. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Um, good.
1: It's floor length. It has an underbust seam that rises to a point at the V neck and the bust fullness it's
0: gathered. Okay. Um yep. gathered under the bust into gathered. that seam. That's a good word. Yeah. And like what is it called when it's sort of fitted through the waist and hips and then opens down because it's when it's when it's like this, it's A line, but when it's like that, it's not um, it's not mermaid, but what is that called? No, I just
1: call it a flared skirt. Oh, okay. I mean, if it was bias cut, it would be especially like body skimming and kind of following the curves of her body. I think that this is probably straight grain. So it would just fall in kind of a slim line, kind of following her, her waist down to the hip and then just releasing, but not a full skirt, just okay. uh,
0: releasing a little bit. Yeah. It's a little little flourish at the bottom there.
1: Yeah. How did you find this Okay. So what I'm, what I'm looking at right now... I just Googled 1970s slip dress, and this popped up. Um, Listener, it is Simplicity 6117 from 1972. If you got your Googles handy, just jump right on them. (laughs) Before I had watched the movie, I thought, I wonder if we ever see her, like, if she makes it from a pattern. And then I was like, well, what pattern would it have been? So I just Googled that, and this popped up, and I was like, well, that's it, 100%. And then I was going to look for some more, and I was like, no, it doesn't get any closer than that. That's that's it. That's it. That's it. So yeah, if you want to make your own uh, carry dress um, for your prom...
0: <laughs> Go for it.
1: Yeah, and you know how I think that the sewing moment is the most important moment and that the sewn item is the star of the show? It really is in this movie. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> it really, truly is. So that's what it looks like. And it's white. It is not white. It's Ooh. pink. There's it is? There's a line in it. The mom says... I should have known it was going to be red or something, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good accent, Liza. <laughs> and then
1: um, Carrie says, it's pink mama.
0: It's pink mama. Yeah. Oh, poor Carrie. Because she's
1: got, I mean, I thought that was a great line too. It really makes sense for the mom that like all she sees is red. Yeah. And all she sees is sin and all she sees is like bad things. Yes. So and also- she looks at this beautiful petal pink dress and she's like, it's red.
0: Oh, yes. And when the and also when the blood falls on it, it's much more effective because you can yeah. see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Actually, yeah. If if it had been red, that would have been a weird s- a weird choice because yeah. then yeah, you wouldn't see it wouldn't have that contrast. Okay. So with time, we see her in that sewing scene. You guys are talking about where she is draping this gown on a mannequin. That adds time. If she had been able to just get this pattern or a pattern and cut it out, she would have saved herself a lot of time. But. The time frame she's working within, she has a week or less. Mm -hmm. Because Tommy asks her to the prom and it's next Friday, right?
0: Yeah, it's real soon. Yeah,
1: he says something like, I know it's real, you know, short notice, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) She's
0: like, not short enough for me to make a dress.
1: (laughs) So I was kind of looking at this and like, if I was going to drape this dress on a mannequin, I would, well, okay. If I was going to make this dress and starting from scratch and pattern it, I would use muslin and my dress form do a half drape because the halves are symmetrical. So just save me time. So I would drape out the bust cup area, which is like the triangle you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I would get the neckline situation, the gathers under the bust and everything. And then I would drape out the skirt and the seam. And I would do the front and the back at the same time. I would do a half front half back so I could see the whole thing. Um, But I would do all of that in muslin so that I can, you know, draw lines on it. Yeah. Um, Mark out a new neckline and then decide I don't like it and then remark it. Yeah. And, um, cut into it with my scissors and then maybe pin extra fabric in if I feel like it wasn't wide enough. Like I would do all of these things. However, Karen's jumping right into fabric.
0: Yeah. She's like my, my style with the grunge. you know, just, <laughs> just cut it out. She's just going for it. <laughs> just cut out the front and the back will happen.
1: <laughs> I was kind of thinking about like, if I draped a muslin, and then you would take your muslin, once you've got it just right, like how you like it, you've got the neckline is right, the back is right, the width of the skirt is fine. Everything is perfect. You like all of it. You've measured how long you want the straps to be and how wide you want them to be. You can write those notes right on your muslin. Um, and then once I took those off the mannequin, got them to my cutting table and um, got out my pattern paper and started transferring it to the paper and uh, making a paper pattern. Like That whole process, I think, could be done in about four
0: hours because this is kind of a basic dress. It's kind of simple. And it's like, I I don't know, I have no expertise in this, but if you're making something for yourself, you can kind of like, it's maybe easier and a little bit clearer. And if you do make mistakes, you're kind of just like, um, maybe you could hide them better. Is that wrong?
1: No, that's (laughs) unprofessional. We don't want to do that. (laughs) You're always aiming for perfection. Okay. (laughs) You always want to make it perfect. So like, that doesn't really factor
0: into it. What is <laughs> like like, um, wrong answer? No shortcuts. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we do it here? Especially if it's for ourselves. All right. So for time, I was looking at,
1: for the draping and patterning part, I want about four hours. For prepping and cutting out the fabric, I want about two hours. Prepping would be, it looks to me like it's a poly charmeuse or poly crepe-back satin. Ooh,
0: I know my charmeuse <laughs> when I see it, even if it's a poly blend. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I don't think it's silk just because... It's a teenage girl. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just seems like you know there are a lot of really beautiful poly satin variants 70s out there. Seventies poly, poly was yeah. what was up. Yeah. So I think it's um, it's not silk. Now, if it was silk, you would want to be more careful about steaming it, so that if it's going to shrink at all, it would go ahead and do that. Poly satin, you don't really have to
0: prep that much because it's really stable. Yeah, and it doesn't wrinkle as much, right? It kind of just it's more durable.
1: Yeah, and so like if we're saying this is a like. Let's just say it's a crepe-back satin, a poly-crepe-back satin. It's it's got, you know, it's very fluid, but it's not going to wrinkle. It's not going to shrink. It's polyester. Sounds like my dream fabric. It's not really very stable to cut out (laughs) because it does kind of shift around a lot. Yeah. But you don't have to prep too much. But I'm going to give, I'm going to say you need to like two hours for cutting it and prepping it. And then for construction, um, sewing it all together, putting in your zippers. You got to make your spaghetti straps. Got to do a hem. Do you think that dress had a zipper somewhere? Yeah, it had a zipper in the back. We see her unzip it. Oh, that's right. That's right. When she yeah. gets in the bath at the end. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. It's actually a very long zipper. Yeah. It's like way down past her butt. But anyway, that's just, a... I would make it shorter, just my personal preference for a zipper. I feel like it would, should
0: be on the side too, right? Some, so you, sometimes it's on the back. Because then you can't see it side. as much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So altogether, this dress needs about 14 hours. So I would round it up to like two work days, two, mm. two uh, eight hour days, 16 hours total. Yeah, she's got a week. You know, she does it. If she works on it for two hours every day, she's done the last day.
0: Yeah, if I were her, I'd be really scared her mom would interfere on some level. So yeah. I I would maybe, like, move the dress form into the bedroom. She is like... working
1: on it downstairs where yeah. her mom is all yeah. day
0: long while she's at school. Yeah, she leaves it unattended. I'd be worried about it, like, when I was at school. You know,
1: if he asks her on a Friday, maybe she spent Saturday, Sunday making it. And that would, and then she'd be done.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then she'd she just has, hang it up in her closet. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it's, we don't ever see her, we don't even see her put it on, do we?
1: No. Yeah. We don't see her put it on, but yeah. she could just
0: tuck it away in her bedroom somewhere. Yeah. Um, God, she looked so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I was like, she's, she's the prettiest girl to prom. <laughs> so heartbreaking. And like that.
1: Yeah. The beautiful, perfect hair. Yeah. I wonder, I'm always like interested in when you so like a trend. When it changes and then you're in the next trend, the previous trend looks bad. But if if it's a trend and it, enough time has passed and you're several trends down the road, the, then it looks The good. first trend looks good. So I wonder if there was a moment when people were
0: watching Carrie and being like, ugh,
1: oh, gross. She, yeah,
0: she looks outdated. She yeah. looks like uncool. Like, look at that yucky hair. Her hair like, isn't like, done. Yuck,
1: that lipstick. Like, I wonder if there was ever... That's such a good point. Because it does look very... Classic and understated, kind of for us now. For us now, right? But there must have been a point where it was too close to the trend that had just ended. Yeah, and people were like, Ugh.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, it's kind of like when like flare jeans went out of style, you know? And yeah. It was like ooh, gross. And then now they're like back in, and people are like, "Oh, it's like timeless." And it's yeah. like ooh, I'm still like ooh, gross. Like I'm yeah. never gonna put them back on again. Well, what about like low rise jeans? They're coming back. Oh God, it's all coming back. I know. But, you know, Um, you don't have to follow it. I don't. You can just be like, that one's not for me. I actually did (laughs) just buy some, like, high, kind of, like, slightly mom jeans, like, 90s looking jeans. And I'm like, oh, these actually don't look that bad. Well, a high waist has been in for a bit now. But they're not high waist. Like, these are, like, high waist, like, form fit stretch jeans. The Uh ones I bought are, like, kind of high waist, but then they're, like, Kind of wider like like kind of dumpy looking i kind of like them <laughs> <laughs> they're like slight like well like the butt's flattened and like the legs are wider than they should be i'm like sign me up I'll yeah. send them to you. <laughs> so, yeah
1: send me a picture yeah. yeah i think that's i think we're in an interesting moment of fashion where you don't have to
0: follow the current trend because that might also just be us getting older and being like yeah i think it's
1: yeah who cares? actually yeah that'd be interesting to ask a younger person if we were 20 years younger i feel younger, like there's so much like like resale of vintage and the recycling process is so much faster of like things that were outdated coming back into style yeah that um
0: I kind of feel like there's not one main look and if you haven't hit it you're uncool yeah yeah when I saw high waisted jeans were kind of going out I was like well not for me and like obviously those Bergen socks I just bought basically look like Uggs and I'm like I don't know what what like I'm not in college anymore, but I will wear the shit out of these. They were just expensive, and they're really comfortable. Yeah, so, they look yeah.
1: really nice and comfortable.
0: Um, they do like just like UGGs. I'm kind of like, come on, Birkenstock. I know. Do your own thing, please. I actually didn't realize they were gonna look that much like them because the one uh, in the picture, they kind of didn't. But I um I don't care because. So I, what
1: you gotta do is get a juicy couture sweat outfit on the butt. Yeah, yeah, you gotta just really lean into that whole like.
0: I'm, i this is on purpose. Yeah. Just like sloppy, co- sloppy hungover college student, like in a hot pink, juicy couture, like shoved into some Ugg, just like slumming it down the street. Oh man. Oh God. That was like <laughs> so many years of, I never did that, but so many people I know did. All right. Yeah. So time, she's got enough time.
1: Materials. This one baffles me watching it. We were kind of like, maybe that fabric is already in her house. Where did she get that? Yeah, um cuz there she there must be a moment where she goes and buys, you know, like 3 yards is a good estimate for kind of any old dress, a long dress. But like we never see her go to a fabric store and buy fabric. Like but we need to assume that she does. And so then we're
0: like, "Well, does she have money?" Yeah, with what money and where? Does her um, crazy like- mom give her an allowance? Yeah. I mean, how much do you think, did you do any, like, inflation calculations of cost?
1: No, I didn't. But, um, you know, at the it is kind of interesting that at the time it would have been cost effective to make a prom dress. Right. Now clothing is so inexpensive. now. Yeah, no fast it's fashion. It's much back more then. inexpensive than it should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a whole so other now you know if you were gonna spend, um, let's say like sixty dollars on fabric, you might as well just spend sixty dollars on a dress because yeah. you could easily. Totally. So I didn't do any inflation calculator on how much fabric would have cost, but you would need like three yards, and we don't really see her. We don't see that happen, but it, it's a like beautiful new, lovely fabric. Yeah. So we have to assume that she goes and buys it for herself sometimes at some point, which is kind of awesome. All right. So then I looked at her other materials. She has a mannequin, which she uses to uh, drape the, the dress, which she goes straight into fabric, which is like hats off to you, girl. Uh, she has, we do see an iron and an ironing table. We see a sewing machine. Um, For a uh, sewing machine uh, fans out there, it's a it's a white brand white and it's a uh, it says white rotary uh, it's not a treadle because we see like an, an electric light is the machine has an electric light to light what you're sewing yeah um, so it is an electric machine of some sort we see pins we see pins because she is pinning into the mannequin um, I don't think we see scissors even at the end when um <laughs> Piper Laurie's getting super murdered. I don't think we see any scissors fly into her body. We don't.
0: It's just knives and, like, a weird screw thing.
1: Oh, a uh, uh, vegetable peeler. Vegetable peeler, yeah. <laughs>
0: Obviously. I have no idea what that is. Um, yeah, so she does... Her workroom is actually pretty good. Liza is so crazy. I did not notice any of this stuff, and I was looking for it. I was like, oh, mannequin. Oh, okay, okay, here yeah. we go. And then it ended, and I was like, wait. Yeah, and there's actually a second mannequin upstairs. <clears throat>
1: Oh, we I didn't know it. if that
0: was the same one, the one that the mom's, like, hiding behind the Yeah.
1: So creepy. Mannequins are so heavy that I think if one was upstairs, you would never bother to take it downstairs and then they bring are? it back up again. They're heavy. You want to go pick that one up? Yeah.
0: I never knew that. I thought they would be light because they're, like, body pillows, but I guess... Yeah,
1: no, go try and... Yeah, you use your legs there. Listen from the legs. Yeah. Pretty heavy? What do you think?
0: Oh, that's a good... Yeah, I could do some real squats with that. Yeah, yeah. it is pretty heavy. Especially going up and down some stairs.
1: Yeah, it's because they have a metal base, and the uh, inside of the mannequin is wood, with um, a soft layer of padding, and then linen that so that you can pin into something solid. But it's a little softer on the outside. Yeah, and you know what I learned about wood? It's heavy. Listener, did you know that if a tree
0: falls on a roof, it will break it? I did not realize that until I was in North Carolina talking to my dad about just the sheer physics of trees and how heavy they are. I had this delusion that they didn't weigh. They weigh like a ton or two tons. Probably like a literal ton, yeah. Yeah, they will crash through a house.
1: Um, all right. So they're like, there's, there's the downstairs. We see a mannequin. There's upstairs. We see a mannequin. Um, were you really worried about Carrie's staircase? Yes. I was worried about that the whole movie. There was no railing around. There's just a big hole in the floor when Terrible. you're upstairs. Totally to fall unsafe.
0: Down. Yeah. And when her mom's like lurking up there, getting mad at her, I yeah. like, she's going downstairs.
1: I mean, I kind of, I, I mean, I guess that exists in houses. There are older houses that, where the upstairs maybe wasn't ever finished off and wasn't meant to be a bedroom.
0: Yeah, and it's maybe, like an attic.
1: Yeah, it's like an attic. But on the other hand, I was like, Brian De Palma did this on purpose. Yeah. He wanted us to worry the whole movie that someone yes! was about to go down the stairs. Oh my God,
0: yes, and I was. And I'm sure, like, you... I always think, well, I mean, I don't have kids, but I always think about pets. Like, if a kitty was on there, they could fall. If a child All was on there, there, they could yeah. fall. Like, if you trip, you just go head first into the floor because the yeah. stairs are not going to protect you. doesn't seem to be a railing. Yeah. along the stairs either on the way down. That movie was, like, pretty stressful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I thought it was it was so amazing how everything in this movie is, uh, like, everything happens twice. Like, we have the, the bad couple that eventually, it, like, goes and gets the pig blood. They're in a car, right? In the front seat having a whole conversation. And then later, um, Carrie and Tommy are in a car. We see the for sale sign in front of the house in the first time we see Carrie's house. Uh-huh. And then there's also the for sale sign above her grave yeah or, well not her grave but the burnt out ruins of the house mm-hmm. and then there's um we see a streamer fall down on tommy and carrie at the prom from this the rafters and then we see the blood fall down
0: oh and interesting. there are a Liva. couple
1: other like just like we double. see a thing yeah it's like he's he's like uh you know like everything is a surprise and scary and awesome But also, everything is like, oh, he already told us this. Mm. Like, he already told us this was happening. This is our fault that we're surprised. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so let's get on to the issue of confidence. And what I mean by this is, like, skill set and confidence in your skills. Carrie is draping this dress straight into fabric, by which I mean she's not laying muslin on a form, getting her marks correct, trying different things out. Um, Sometimes there's even a middle step where you might, after you've made your pattern you cut another one in muslin like we did with your wedding dress Mm. you try it on you make your changes whatever then when when the pattern is corrected everything is correct everything's 100 percent correct then you cut out your real fabric carrie's not doing that she's using her real fabric to make her pattern and then put it together and then wear it and um like, I wouldn't do that. I was going to say, would you do that? No. No.
0: (laughs) And you're very confident (laughs) and skilled. But maybe that's why. Maybe the confidence piece is actually, like, not really there. And she's kind of like, well, I'm just going to do the best I can and see how this.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, before I'd watched the movie, I was like, you know, this is where it's going to fall apart. Is she, what I remembered is her being, like, very meek and mild. And I was like, this girl does not have the confidence to do this. But then when you're watching the movie, like, she is meek and mild at school, but at home, she's, like, a total scrapper. Like, she is yelling no back at her mother. Mm-hmm. She
0: fights back. Oh, my God. My favorite line in the movie is when she's, like, done a bunch of stuff to her mom, and she goes, we're not going to talk about this anymore.
1: Yes. And I yeah. was like, yes, girl. Yeah, and it's not even, like, a, a gradual change. It's, like, throughout yeah. it, the first time that we see the them interact, she's, you know, yelling no mama at her yeah. a whole bunch. So then I was like, oh, no, she, she actually is like getting in there in her home weirdly which is where like her life is seems like it's the worst she is at her most confident and so then i was like okay so she's got the personal confidence what about the skills do we see any other evidence of her sewing and uh we do actually because a lot of her little dresses look like they're homemade we when she's talking to tommy about the sewing book (laughs) Flash She's wearing a little gray sort of jumper with rickrack all over it. Um, rickrack is that zigzag trim. Yeah, you yeah. And I think rickrack just screams homemade. Uh-huh. I love rickrack because I love to scream homemade. But yeah. um, <laughs> uh, but we see a bunch of things that look like they were probably made by either Carrie or Carrie's mother, and we see Carrie's mother sewing. So I think we we can pretty much go with, um, they. They do so pretty often. Right. It's not like a... It doesn't come out of nowhere. It's not like a, this is the first
0: thing I've ever made right, situation. Right. Uh, and so there we, is actually a lot of evidence in the house that they do. I just didn't yeah.
1: pick up on it, but you did. So maybe she's she's used to just being like, I don't, I'm not going to buy a pattern. Yeah. And I'm not going to mess around with muslin. And I know what I want. I know exactly what I want. And I'm going to make it right now. Um, so then my question was like, where does she get this idea? Like, how does she know what she wants? because they don't have magazines in the house but then there's that scene where she is trying on makeup in the store yeah and i was like oh she knows how to navigate the real world yeah like now i'm not surprised that she goes and um she must have gone and bought the fabric because she is utterly confident about going in the store putting on all the makeup yeah and she looked pretty (laughs) good in it yeah i would not be surprised if yes they don't have magazines in at home her mom probably thinks they're from the devil But she seems perfectly capable of going to the drugstore and sitting there at the rack and flipping through a Seventeen magazine.
0: Yeah. Also, like, being out in the world and kind of unsupervised by your parents was so much more normal then. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was no, obviously, no internet, no way she could, like, look at stuff from home. Yeah, she
1: couldn't look up anything. And even in the most
0: repressed home, she was still, like, gone all day. She probably did go to the mall. She probably did, like, walk around by herself and, like, her mom not know where she was. Yeah. um, yeah. And so, like, as far as, like, the design influences, like, she would have been
1: receptive to them and, the, like, they would have been available in her world for right. her to be, like, looking at dresses and thinking about what she wants. I was looking around the other girls at the prom to see if anybody else had a strapless or, like, a spaghetti strap type dress. And there's um, one or two. Most of the girls at the prom in this movie are going for a really kind of like prairie nightgown look. Prairie nightgown. Somewhat Edwardian. Like there are a lot of um, feathered hair. Sleeves. Yeah. Ruffles, a lot of high waist, a lot of like calico prints Mm. covered in ruffles and sweet prints and little bits of lace. Yeah. And then Carrie's dress just looks. uh, and so Tommy's, much like, better. super fluffy tux. Tommy's but, super fluffy. What's the stuff
0: in here? What is that called? Like, when it's, like, just real fluffy? Well, this
1: his tuxedo shirt has ruffles. Ruffles. Oh, okay. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, I enjoy the, um, when we see the guys shopping for their tuxedos. Me too! Apparently, like, $10 is a tuxedo rental price in 1976. Now, according to this article I found, it's, a, like, 60 to 120 like. Oh. It's believable, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, Totally. Yeah. So that one was really baffling me. Like, would Carrie have this
0: confidence? And then watching the movie, I was like, yeah. Yeah. No, when she lashes out at her mother, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's even though it's an abusive dynamic, she's in a dynamic that just like repeats itself over and over again, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and she does have like this modicum of power there that she, you know, exerts and kind of like it rises and falls and then she ends up in a closet, you know. Sometimes by her own request. Like, yeah, she fights
1: to not be put in it, but when she's in it, it's, like, her little... Refuge. Special refuge, yeah. Like, at school, she's... with so me. She's got, like...
0: I feel like that was really true to, kind of, like, mother-daughter relationships, too, and just how, like, vicious they can be, even in an abusive situation. I guess they probably did both heighten each other. Yeah. Like, they're just... Each is just, like, triggered by the other over and over and over again, except, you know, one is the parent and supposed to behave themselves and doesn't. Yeah.
1: Did you catch what her full name is? What Carrie is short for? What do you think Carrie is short for in general? Like, in the real world?
0: Um, isn't it Caroline or Karen or That's Caroline? That's what I would go with, like, Caroline, yeah. Caroline, Karen, yeah. Yeah. Did you catch what her name is? <laughs> I know. It's Carrietta. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Carrietta. Which... You know, there's that NPR commentator who's a, a woman, but her name is Jeb Sharp. Yeah, I
0: think so. So there was
1: one time when I was at work and I just turned to my friend at the other end of the cutting table and I was like, What do you think Jeb is short for? And I thought we were going to riff on this for a minute. And he just, without pause, was like, Jibizabeth. Ah!
0: <laughs> Jibizabeth.
1: Jibizabeth. I mean, he made it up, obviously, but it just cracked me up so much. Then, yeah. <laughs> We just both died laughing, and that was the end. <laughs> oh man!
0: What is Jeb short for?
1: I, I mean, for a man, it would be like Jebediah, but for a woman, I really don't know. Maybe it is Jezebel. I think we have to go with Jezebel.
0: It's not as terrible as if you say it a bunch of times. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get back on track. Oh, here. sorry. Um, that's my bad. Um, pretty sure it's my bad.
1: <laughs> okay. So could she sew it? Miniature recap. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. Could she sew it? Yes. yes. Alright. Would she sew it?
0: What do you think? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like as we discussed, the the confidence is there, especially in the home. She has a sewing background and it makes the most sense given the time period. This would actually save her money in this time period to make a dress. And um
1: yes she would sew it because no one's taking her dress shopping. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. No one's <laughs> no one's no one cares take her her dress shopping in the least. <laughs> While I was thinking about this movie. I was trying to remember um, if there was a prom king and queen at my prom, and there wasn't. So then I was like, "Well, where? Did, what? Like, do you remember there was no prom king and queen?" I we don't. We went to
0: the same high school. The same high school, but different years. Um.
1: <laughs> but yeah, we didn't have a prom king or queen. But then I was like, "But well, we had something," and I remembered it was um, uh, it was homecoming. Yes. And so then I actually... Like, that was the big deal at our high school with homecoming.
0: But that was in the fall with football.
1: Yeah. So I got out my yearbooks because I was like, was there a homecoming couple? And like, what... Like, how... Because I remember there being voting. So here's what it worked out. (laughs) This is so just archaic to me and just like as a historical weirdness of how um, proms used to be and, and homecoming and stuff. So the... Every grade... 9th through 12th would vote for who they wanted to be on the homecoming court and it was only the women. You were not voting for a king, you're only voting for homecoming queen. So each uh, grade uh, sent two people to the homecoming court and during halftime of the homecoming football game they all went up on the field with their escorts and their escort would be their boyfriend, their dad, their brother, a friend the the dude was not really important in this situation. It was it was homecoming queen was this, was the prize. So, the um the winner was going to be a senior. The court was just kind of an honorific thing. Okay. So it kind of came down to like there were maybe I think there were four senior girls. Who it's were like junior
0: marshals if you're smart.
1: Yeah, except but none of the junior like, marshals
0: if win. If you're hot.
1: One <laughs> of the there's going to be a winner of this one. Okay. <laughs> um the queen would get a crown and stand on a box and have her picture taken and then
0: march right back off the field and then the second half of the football game would happen. Um. (laughs) I'm so glad you did this research because I actually have a section, I'm like adapting one of my plays into a novel and I have a section about (laughs) this and I've always been like, how did this work? Cause there's like flashbacks to like the nineties high school. Yeah. I'm always like, how did it work with this? So go, keep going girl. Just tell I, me. I'll let you, you yeah. can borrow my earbuds. Cause I remember the court it. and I remember like the game. And something. yeah, so yeah. like they would
1: announce and the, the marching band would be out in the field, like marching around behind yeah. the, and um, in fancier high schools, they would arrive in cars. The cars would drive up onto the field, but I'm pretty sure in ours, they just all walked up. I don't think could cars even get up there. I think they could have driven yeah. through oh, something. right through the front thing. You know, because there was always oh, an ambulance
0: there waiting always, for the yeah. football games. It's those guys that just...
1: Yeah. So then I was like, but did the dudes just get nothing? And then... So I was flipping through my yearbook some more. A later game was the Powderpuff football game. Do you remember yes. this? Yes. So now the... Oh my God, I think I remember, remember who, p-
0: Yes, and I think I remember who won. I'm not going to say it, but I remember who won uh, um, the the King, Powderpuff King for your year. Oh,
1: No, I don't think you, you don't know him. No. Didn't he win something? He probably won something. Maybe a previous year. Sorry, y'all. I'm not going to say his name. (laughs) So the the Powder Puff football game was a football game played by girls. And it was a a similar thing of like, the whole school has voted who's the, it wasn't even like cutest or best. It was just like, who's, who's the
0: king? Yeah. um, Well, men get rated on so many more things, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like, tangible assets. And then he was... So, but, yeah, but it was this whole weird thing
1: of, like, we've had a real football game and crowned a queen. And then we have this bizarre fake football game played by women. And then we crown a a king.
0: Like, it's just such a weird reversal. Now, when is the power... This is a tradition. Yeah, I remember because I remember, like, my boyfriend being, like, really upset that I wasn't going to play. And he was like, you you seem like you would be really good at this and I was like what do you mean it's weird I don't even know football and he was like yes but you're very like, like I feel aggressive? like you would tackle someone and be really good at it and I was like probably so I don't want to do it
1: and then the other thing I remembered was that the whole reason for the powder puff football game it was it was a fundraiser for the prom so that none of us have to buy tickets for the prom Oh, that's nice. Because I was remembering that, like, you had to go and get tickets, but you didn't have to pay for them, which yeah. is kind of major, because it yeah. was it was at a hotel, in a it hotel a... ballroom, and yeah. it could have been expensive. It yeah. could have been prohibitively expensive.
0: Totally. I know now, when we think about, the, from the perspective of, like, event planning, it's like, oh, everything costs, like, thousands of dollars. Like, you want to yeah. host an event in a ballroom, and you want to, yeah. like, feed people, and... But yeah. it's,
1: it's really interesting to me, like, this weird, archaic... Ooh, girls playing football! Whoa, like this this
0: thing actually had a really good purpose, which was make the prom free. Yeah, make the prom free. And also, I remember our powder. I think it was called the powder bowl. Anyway, I don't. Isn't I don't, the powder bowl like a real football? Off oh, to thing. Husband, he's <laughs> gonna be a horrified. One. If this makes the cut, he's There's gonna be like, "Oh God!"
1: Powder puff like makeup.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, I I remember like all the girls that played were such incredible athletes. I remember it yeah. being a good game. It was all the
1: girls from the the basketball team, softball team, softball team, and the soccer team. Yes, and a bunch
0: of track runners. And yeah. yeah, it was just like and a lot of those you know of course overlapped. So yeah, that's part of the reason I didn't want to do it. I remember being like, um, those girls let are gonna them. I me. was like, there are some <laughs> serious athletes at our school. Let them do the powder bowl or powder puff, whatever. Yeah.
1: Um, so then the other really th- sweet thing about, um, homecoming, um, I just, just had this memory too while I was looking through, um, like trying to remember about like, we didn't have a prom queen. No. Cause we had homecoming. I was on cross country my senior year and I was the only senior girl on the girls cross country team. The girls team was so small. Like we just did all of our practices with the boys. All the meets were at the simultaneous with the boys meets and everything. Yeah. And the dudes on the cross country team were so devoted to cross, It was, like, a Ted Lasso, like, football is life situation. It was, like, (laughs) cross was their life. So, um, you know, at practice one day, they're all like, hey, we all voted for you for homecoming queen. And I was like, "Ah." oh, my God, what is
0: that? You know, I I ran cross country freshman year. Oh, my gosh, I forgot about that. Okay. Well, I mean, I was so slow and bad. Whatever. I was the slowest girl on the team too. No, I came in last in multiple races. Like it doesn't I doesn't pe- matter. People had left the meets. They were not even on the side. And I'm like I'm like you know, just you had to like, run home. waddling up to the front, to the finish line.
1: Well that was always the thing about cross. It's like it's a hard sell, is it's okay, you you show up, you're gonna run alone through the woods for a long time mm-hmm. and
0: get to the finish line where no one is. And you're done. <laughs> also, there were like a handful of girls on the team and they were uh, fast, fast runners. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing about cross country. Everybody I was it, fast. I
1: thought it was gonna be jogging and it was run as fast as you
0: can for seven for three miles. miles. Three miles. Three mi- oh, oh, for the meets. But when we were trained, I remember it was like, yeah, sometimes today we're run gonna, gonna do miles. six and a half miles. And I'm like, okay. Uh, the coach
1: would drive his truck three and a half miles. Yes. And you'd have to run to him and, and then, then back. you run back. And he drives back to make sure no one's dead. Ah, Yes, I know. Yeah. So they all um, voted for me, which I thought was really sweet. Because you know how, like, people didn't campaign for Homecoming Queen. I think that they probably do now because of the internet. But back then, like, you would have had to do, like, a poster campaign. And that would have been nonsense. So, like, nobody campaigned. But you definitely had a sense of who was likely to win. Yes. And it was, like, six girls. And so, like, I remember, like, really carefully thinking through my vote. Like, um this one's a bitch. <laughs> this one's okay. Yeah. Vote for her.
0: <laughs> was Wait, was there a ballot already? Or you just voted for whoever? And First then they, you voted
1: for whoever and, they and then took they took the had top a ballot. Okay. people.
0: Like, there's just a sense in the
1: air of who is likely to win and all these guys were like, did not care that they were throwing their vote away. Like, I thought it was neat that all those guys were just like, whatever. That's nice. This girl is our girl. Yeah. We're voting for this girl. I don't care that it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of like, the powder puff football game, making it so that, like, we didn't have to pay for the prom. Um, I went and looked up, like, how much does the prom cost? A bunch of different articles about, like, what's the average cost in 2022. And um, if you add up, like, tickets and your dress and the, you know, shoes, jewelry, corsage, hair and makeup, whatever, maybe a limo, maybe dinner. And then also included on the list was promposal, which I was like, please don't tell me kids are really spending money on that junk. Prom what? Promposal. Is with, it, do you not know? This is concept? that where you
0: propose marriage at the prom?
1: No, it's like you you make up some kind of cute way to ask your date, who is already your uh, girlfriend, is obviously going to say yes to you. Yeah, you make up some kind of cute way to uh,
0: ask her to go to the prom with you. Don't hijack getting engaged. It's all we've got. Engaged, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I mean, it's like this one ceremonial thing. Like, but don't, also, like, don't don't wait,
1: kids. Don't waste your money on a yeah. proposal. You know, you know. I mean, just ask the boy or girl. Yeah. Just ask him. Yeah. Like,
0: that's so... Just be genuine. That's so gross and, we- and just, like, wasteful. <laughs> uh,
1: so the average cost for a prom in 2022 is about $600 for the kid to spend. Jeez. For um, the parents to spend. Yeah. And I was like, that's such a bummer. But I want to tell you real quick about this thing called Glamour Gowns and Suit Up. It's a day where um, kids who are in the foster care system in Los Angeles can pick out a dress and they also provide shoes, makeup, any kind of undergarment, like if you need a special bra for your dress. Love it. um, Jewelry. And for the guys, they provide a suit. And I volunteered with it a couple of times and what you what I was doing for volunteering was um, very minimal alterations. Maybe mm-hmm. it'd be stuff like hymns, making the strap shorter and maybe sewing on a hook. Like really minimal. Like, yeah, you, I remember you don't when put you were a zipper this. back in. Like, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then for the dudes, all they do is um hem pants. You yeah. don't get into changing the jacket. So, listener, if uh, if you want to have uh, a day where you see that your sewing is appreciated immediately by <laughs> someone, totally, it's really
0: gratifying. Oh my gosh! And the kids are just standing right there, like waiting for their garments. And yeah, or... they
1: they each are assigned to a shopper. So each kid finds the dress, and they if they need an alteration, they bring it over to the the alteration team right away so that the so we can get it done while they're picking out their shoes and they're like getting makeup done like to try it out and like all that stuff it's really cool so this year 2023 glamour gowns and suit up is at the la convention center on march 4th but uh, you know if you live in a big city there's probably something similar in your area yeah like it's pretty awesome
0: that's awesome i know i used to always love your reports back when you would do the do that
1: yeah i, I always like to see um what's the popular look of the year
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether it's like retro or like cutouts mm-hmm. that just
0: show off your butt or like what is it well you had made me a two-piece gown and i feel like those are back in style yeah a little bit like along with the crop tops
1: yeah i think you're right um okay so let's talk a little bit about should she sew this prom dress uh yeah because all her other clothes are miserable she doesn't have anything nice (laughs) (laughs) um but also mainly because it's beautiful and we have to have a contrast between the moment she's beautiful and the moment she's destroyed Mm -hmm. actually that's another thing they do a double of is the shower scene she's beautiful and then she's destroyed and at the prom we see her beautiful and then destroyed nice liza. it's like i stayed awake for the whole movie
0: (laughs) i know amazing um, um, so yeah, yeah it is. They? It's she... like every moment that she has that's serene is like shattered for her. And those are the two big ones.
1: Oh, also, I, there's a lot of kind of mythology around this movie about like, like I read somewhere and I, c- I couldn't find the quote again later that they only have two copies of this dress, which I'm like, no, I don't believe that for a second. Yeah. This dress, the the prom scene is the climax of the movie. The dress is also the climax of the movie. This is where the money went. this movie. There is no way that they would only have two dresses because you wouldn't be able to hold camera while you clean the dress if you want to do a second
0: take. I'd be really interested to know how many takes they did in the because it's all it's all real. I mean how many times can you film a gym burning down and blood getting dumped on her? I don't know they must have done that many takes. You know how
1: IMDb has like those little trivias? Yeah. I saw one that said that they took two weeks to film and did 35 takes. Jeez. But that's the whole prom the whole th- thing. The
0: whole thing, yeah. Yeah.
1: So here's the thing. Like, if you've got one dress and you film the blood dump moment, then, you want, then they're like, okay, let's do it again. So you take it off, wash off sissy, put the other dress on, try it again, right? Now you're like, okay, we'd like to do a third take. Like, you can't have camera, lights the director, the other actors, everybody waiting around for that first dress to get washed, dried, and put back on her. Yeah. You have to have multiples so that you can keep moving because it is too expensive. It would be so much more expensive to have camera weight than to just make
0: 500 dresses. Right, right, right. available. Where did you... So you... But somebody had said that there were only two dresses? Yeah, and I was like, you know... I mean, I'm not saying that person's
1: lying. I'm saying that that's how they understood it. Yeah. It just practically it doesn't work out. Yeah. What you would need to have at minimum is four, cause you'd have to have one to be the beautiful dress that is never touched by anything that you get all those beauty shots in. Right. You have, you would have to have at least two to do the blood moment. And then you have a fourth that is always bloody. Um, oh, yeah. For the rest of the time when she's walking around. Walking
0: around, taking it off. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff.
1: So I think more realistically, you'd have two beauty ones, two always bloody ones, and, like, I don't know, a dozen for the blood-dropping moment. But, like, it seems to me like you would need to practice that a lot. Maybe you practice it on another dress with a stand-in person. But this dress really is the star of the show. I mean, it's this is another reason why I think that there were more multiples than just two. is because it's on every poster. Every poster has her looking beautiful and then her covered in blood.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or just her covered in blood. Like, the dress is the image of Carrie. Uh, I guess also related to like the surprising secret confidence of Carrie is um, she gets herself the fabric and the shoes and the makeup, all that stuff she can handle just fine. And Tommy's wearing a carnation. So so she got him a
0: boutonniere. Yeah. She really just managed to pull it all off. Yeah. She's, she was really, it was
1: gonna, it's kind of too bad. Like it could have, her life could have really changed after this day well
0: this is why like integration with other students is so important because you are forced to like observe cultural norms regardless of how fucked up your parents are <laughs> you know like if her mom had her brother she would just never leave the house but she yeah. has to like go to school and see other kids and yeah. see culture and society and survive
1: oh, i also thought it was funny her mom has the line of like take off that dress we'll burn it together and i'm like no 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 <laughs> don't burn polyester <laughs> yeah. don't burn that
0: dress I also, I will just say, um, I, I, it was really sad, um, that she had to die at the end. Yeah. Um, and I felt like it was back to that old trope of, like, no, no bad girl survives, or, like, not that she was particularly, like, slutty or bad in any way, but she did finally, um, you know, survive and punish everyone, and then she ultimately gets punished and doesn't make it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a bummer because she really rocked this. But I guess if she had lived, she would have had to deal with the repercussions of, you know, burning down an entire school of children. And that's kind of like a lot to handle, but. Okay. This is our lightning round of could Carrie have sewn this prom dress?
1: Could she? Yes. yes. Would she? Yes. yes. But should she? Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that tone okay. made me guess. I guess myself for a second. <laughs> yes, she should have.
1: Yes, she should. All right, Megan, thanks for coming over and um, talking about Carrie with me. Thanks for watching it last night and not watching
0: a different movie last night. Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm going to get as close to the recording session as possible. Just keep Um, that brain fresh. You are so welcome. Yeah, loved it. Held up. Timeless classic. I'm going to read you a review. You ready? A review of us?
1: Yeah. (gasps) If you're a movie nerd, a costume nerd, or just a nerd in general, or all of the above, you will love this podcast. Looking forward to more episodes. But Megan, I don't understand this nerd part. What? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> this is a perfectly normal level of, of obsession. Like, yeah. What? What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> But it is a five-star review, so
0: I'm not against it. Yeah, I mean, so... Just a little confused. To you, this is how all movies are scrutinized. Well, it's the it's only way it l- is. That's it's, not to me. It's, it's, it's
1: this the is only how it way is. to see a movie.
0: Where's the sewing moment? How is it relevant? And is it realistic? <laughs>
1: Why are these people talking? Why are they shopping for fabric?
0: <laughs> yeah. How come we're not seeing the entire arc of how this item is made versus the
1: actual plot of this movie? Um. And listener, I just want to mention that the way you subscribe, and we super appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> is there's a little plus mark way up in the top right hand corner of Apple Podcasts? Click on that plus mark, and then
0: you're following. <laughs> I didn't know that. News to me. News to you. Yeah. So that's how you subscribe. I didn't know how to write you a gotta review. you got to go up in there and do it. Um, until someone asked me, and I <laughs> scrolled down, and I was like, oh, it appears there's a write a review button. If you want to
1: suggest a movie, you can send us an email. There's no thread at iCloud.com. Um, and we also have an Instagram, and uh, when we're about to do an episode, to launch an episode, um, we'll put up a couple pictures of, like, you know, things you referenced.
0: So, like, that's always there. Way to sell it, <laughs> You're like, eh, and we have an Instagram. I Y'all, mean... we have an email. We have an Instagram. We have a, uh, we're on an actual oh, platform oh. Apple, hey. Spotify. Get in there. <laughs> oh, and didn't you just figure out that we're also on Google? Google Podcasts? It's coming. It turns out it has okay. like a. Okay, a we delay. had a special request. For you. Yeah, as a friend of mine said, Megan, you never have liked podcasts except for your own. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> you never, wrong with that. <laughs> you never liked podcasts until you started doing one. All right. All right. Bye, Megan. <laughs> Bye, sister.
1: <laughs> Why don't you say thanks for listening and Then pause and then say keep it threaded.
0: Thanks for listening and then (laughs) pause. Nerd alert, nerd (laughs) alert. Okay. Thanks for listening.